0: Welcome to HCEMA Off the Record, your behind-the-scenes look and listen into the world of emergency management. This podcast is brought to you by Muriel Bowser, Mayor of Washington, D.C., and the District of Columbia Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency. From preparedness tips to interagency coordination to advice from the men and women responsible for protecting the district, HCEMA Off the Record shares it all. Whether you're an EM nerd like us, or learning about emergency management for the first time, come along for the ride.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us for today's episode of HCMA Off the Record. I'm Elijah Crawford, Public Affairs Specialist with HCMA, and today we're talking all things severe weather. Informing you about the tools and resources to help you and your family prepare for, stay safe during, and recover from severe weather events. As spring ends, the summer comes and brings with it hurricane season, extreme heat, and a slew of emergent severe weather events. With everything from flash floods to brush brush fires, the best thing you could do to protect your family is to prepare now. Here with us today to help you do just that is the awesome Vermicia Olson. Vermicia serves the district as a hazard hazard mitigation officer with HCMA. Thank you for joining us and sharing your expertise on severe weather and its impact on the district.
0: Hi there, how are you?
1: Doing great, thank you so much. So Vamesia, what does a hazard mitigation officer do and how long have you been in this role?
0: Oh, sure, thank you for the question. So I actively collaborate with district partners and agencies to identify um, potentially innovative projects to minimize the impact of natural hazards to the district. Uh, These projects are set forth in the hazard mitigation plan that our program maintains and implements uh, to advance our needs by leveraging local resources and also by leveraging our federal partners' grant programs, including the Federal Emergency Management Agency uh, and their suite of hazard mitigation funding. So um, I've been in this role, a part of the resiliency team, for for a few years. Before this role, though, I served as the grant program manager for the National Capital Region, region, uh, managing the exercise and training grant portfolio. Um, and prior to joining the district government about 10 years ago, I worked in a, in the uh, nonprofit space as a fundraiser.
1: That's great. Well, we're glad to have you. And so can you tell us, how is your work manifest to the public, meaning what do people see? In their community to show that preparations are being made
0: yeah thank you for that Uh, so what this looks like is working with district agencies from the start to the finish and implementing projects that lead to infrastructure investments investments in our parks investments in our communities Um, as a washingtonian with family roots here it's a very rewarding uh, job so essentially my day looks like working with engineers planners Emergency managers to secure funding to protect our critical facilities uh, that provide essential services, or installing green solutions like a rain garden to help manage um, water from heavier storms. So that's a nutshell.
1: So, you you mentioned rain garden. What yeah. is a what is a rain garden?
0: So, a, a, a real simple way to think about it is, there rain. Of course, rain gardens are beautiful but they're having a functional purpose as well for our streets. So um, being that they have beautiful plants that they grow and then they have functional needs in which they help to control stormwater runoff from areas with flooding concerns. Um, an actual location of that um, would be at the Department of Energy and Environment office on First Street,
1: Northwest. Northeast, excuse me. Great, we'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. soon. Um, so a lot of severe, severe weather events, like you mentioned, the flooding are emerging and they happen unexpectedly. So how can people really prepare for them?
0: Yeah, um, it's important to really know um, where, you, if, where you live and also where you work is at a potential flood area. One way is to know your risk is using an interactive mapping tool called dcfloodrisk.org. This is a mitigation project led by our colleagues at DOEE, um, which essentially allows you to search by property address to learn more about the types of flooding that we in the district face. So the district is vulnerable to three types of flooding, um, river, coastal, and interior flooding, also known as flash flooding. Unlike interior flooding, our understanding of river and coastal flooding these are like large-scale flooding events, are the subject of many maps research, including federal-funded mapping efforts and projects. Um, however, interior flooding, these everyday needs, these everyday um, concerns um, that occur in the district, we're still learning about that, and they're not well understood. Um, but in the last few years, we've made great investment and deep and had deeper conversations. With such of our partners as DOEE, and a project that they're leading is called the Integrated Flood Model. So this project is really, it allows us to model how water moves underground. It allows us to understand um, how that water in our, um, interacts in our stormwater pipes, how it interacts above ground. And also it looks at sea level rise and how that impacts areas that are far away from the Potomac, far away from the Anacostia River. Um, so if I could just point out about interior flooding or flash flooding rather, it's caused by heavier rainfall that accumulates too quickly to be absorbed by the ground or drained by the storm sewer system. Example of that for all of us on this, co- on this podcast and joining us is the 2016 Federal Triangle Flood the 2012 Bloomingdale Flood, and recently the 2019 Morning Rush Hour. I don't know if you remember that one, and unfortunately the 2020 September 10th flood through this pandemic. So factors that contribute to interior flooding um, could include buried streams or the capacity of the stormwater system. And the types of flooding, this type of flooding can happen year round. Um, But it's most likely in the summer when the threat of rapid life-threatening flash flooding is the greatest. Uh, So, flash flooding typically runs between May to August time frame. Sometimes uh, with a tropical storm, uh, that can extend that season to around September, October. Uh, uh, That kind of gives you a good understanding of September 10th flooding. And then actually can come as as early as April time frame too
1: okay so so we can get this flooding as we said it's emergent and it can happen at any time so with the the interior flooding that's essentially when my basement gets backed up with all of this water and um i don't know what to do about it so with the emergency plan or emergency kit that i may have is there anything in particular that we can add to it to help mitigate Um, I'm going to use that word because of you, um, to mitigate the effects of the flooding in our homes.
0: Yeah, I definitely think in your emergency kit, but also around your home, you should take stock of your household needs and consider um, some actions. There are some, we outline that in ready.dc.gov. Um, which is a great, um, a great website designed for residents and businesses in mind. But um, one thing that is definitely needed is consider purchasing a sandbag. Um, when you're getting those alerts, um, you know your property best. Um, and so putting those kind of sandbags around your property can really uh, work well to deflect water away from your property. And then also in those situations, if you do have a pump, a sub pump, um, check it regularly. Um, I have seen malfunctions of those and when it's needed to perform. Um, so that's very important to check that regularly. And the one great thing about that is also raking and sweeping debris around your drain. You would be surprised how having the leaves accumulate around your drain can be a hazard. I've had that happen where my bathroom um, in my basement was flooded based off of me not doing a good job during the fall, um, spring season. So uh, when you see those DPW uh, um, fellow servants going around um, collecting the leaves, take heed and do the same.
1: That's perfect and very good advice. Um so a lot of a lot of what HCMA preaches is the importance of being informed and aware. And you mentioned ready.dc.gov and the alert DC. So are there any other resources or tools that residents should be using to help keep them informed?
0: Well yes, Alert DC is a uh, is the first tool um, and it's, uh, it informs you about emergency and weather alerts. Um, this notification service is for the public, so residents can be informed of incidents and they are updated constantly. Um, so, I, I really recommend joining and signing up for Alert DC, and you can find that at ready.dc.gov. Um, and that's one of the first options there.
1: That's perfect. Thank you so much. So, um, just anything else that you feel the people need to know in preparing for? floods and flood season and just overall flood awareness?
0: Yeah, um, I one of the last things and most important things that we can do um, as far as storing our documents is really understanding our documents and really reviewing our insurance policy to understand what's covered and what's not. Unfortunately, uh, typically um, ins- flood insurance and and damages caused by flooding is not covered through a basic home um, insurance or rental insurance. In fact, at least um, they say at least one inch of rain in your home or business can cost about thousand dollars of damage. Um, and so, I strongly recommend to through um, our website, but then also quickly going to uh, FloodSmart.gov. You can do a quote similar to what you would do on a progressive quote um, or any other kind of um, car insurance com- provider to get the best options for you and your family. Um, as well as there is um, some, there is additional um, insurance for sewer line backup, um, and this is something that you should consider before prepping your store, your home. And so, um, as far as the flood insurance, I definitely will give you a number to call, and that is eight seven seven three three six two six two seven and insurance typically goes into effect 30 days after purchase so that's something that you um we all can take and that's our first line of defense
1: that is really really good information and i I feel like a lot of people wouldn't realize that floods aren't covered under their home insurance policy for the most part so you you people would think that i'm covered if -hmm. anything happens and then that thing happens and then you realize oh We're not covering that, so I'm going to have to handle all of this on my own. Yes. So, this is great information, and we appreciate you having having taken the time to spend with us today, and to our listeners for tuning in. Just a reminder that if you'd like to receive timely notifications that are customized, would you like to know? Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Alert DC. Sign up is quick very easy. You go to alertdc.dc.gov and put in your information and you can customize how you'd like to receive the alerts and which alerts you'd like to receive. To stay com- uh, connected with HSEMA and understand how it's working for you, follow us on social media, download the HCMA app, which is going to be in your Google Play store or in your iTunes store, and make sure that you tune in next time to HSEMA Off the Record.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Muriel Bowser. Mayor of Washington, D.C. and the District of Columbia Homeland Security and Emergency Management